Hello? That's a lot hey, better. There you are. Good shoulder. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the cord's a lot shorter. Like, <laughs> trying to kill That's a lot better. Then no hum. Yeah, I don't hear the hum there. You're upside down. I don't know why you're upside down. What the hell? Like, you found <laughs> from the ceiling. <laughs> you spider bread. <laughs> Freaking stupid thing. What is going on? <laughs> don't mess with the audio. Don't touch the audio. I didn't touch my TV remote. It just... Hey, if your video is <laughs> off, though, it might enhance the audio better. Uses less CPU. Talk again, Brett. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tripod broadcast. You're listening to Barnhill Outdoors Podcast. Just three average, raw, relatable hunters sharing tactics, tips, and stories. No scripts. So just sit back and enjoy the reliving of outdoor memories and their pursuit for a new adventure. All right, boys. It's that time again. We're here for another episode of the Barnhill Outdoors podcast. As always, this is Rick. This is Corey. This is Brett. <laughs> Brett is a little remote at the moment. Yes, he's, he's got the got the sniffles, but he oh, is God. here in not person, but he is with us via Zoom. So Zoom, glad to have him with us. But we do have another special guest with us tonight. It's the one and only Sky Broyles. Hello, hello. It has been a while, Mister Sky. It has been, yeah, in like, like two years. <laughs> I mean, we only did one podcast all of twenty twenty two, so. Everybody had the Rona. Yep. But we're glad to have you with us. And usually when we just have people in the house, we don't really have an agenda as always. Uh, So we're just going to kind of talk and go from there. Yeah. So uh, I guess starting off, no one else has any questions. How have you been, Sky? Been doing good. Tell us about your uh, situation. As far as... (laughs) (laughs) Just life. I, I didn't know. know I had one. No, uh, everything's going good. So, uh, yeah, just been... Uh, Go back five years since the last time we had you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what, episode up. six or seven. Stuff was a lot different than, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just been working, living, and uh, got another baby on the way. So, like 10 now? <laughs> Number four. Number four. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I think you only had two children on the last podcast. Poss- quite possibly, yeah. Yep, crazy. Yeah, it's flying. crazy. It does. What else? Putting you on the spot here. That's, I mean, really, that's about it. So I'm just happy to be here in person. I know. <laughs> have you been listening to the other episodes at all? I have, yes. Good, good. Yep. I'm, just... I'm a subscriber. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he made us the, the big 200 mark. I've been a subscriber since like you guys opened it. No. So that wasn't me. I thought you said we lost you as a subscriber because of an account situation or whatever you had. I re-uploaded the account and then I subscribed <laughs> again. <laughs> That's been like a year ago. Oh, so, okay. yeah, we're good. So, uh, Brett was telling us that you guys went uh, trout fishing, what, a month and a half ago? Um, and you'd went another time before that. Yeah, we went in uh, December in between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, me and my father-in-law and my brother-in-law went down. And, uh, 
me and my father-in-law tore it up pretty good. Yeah. Brother-in-law, not so much. <laughs> struggled a little. <laughs> he struggled a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but we still had a, we had a really good time. Uh, we have a, a good, healthy, uh, banter that we do and, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a good time. So and building then, up banter, or I'm going to beat you. Yeah, more like I'm going to beat you. Like banter. Yeah, like like I get a I hook a fish and I look over at my father in law and he's like I freaking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those healthy so, competition. Yeah, who, who it's won? healthy. Uh, I did. Nice. How many fish you catch? Uh, it was over thirty. And oh, that's in like, that. like a six or eight so, hour span. Uh, it was close to eight. We fished almost full eight hours it's so, a long day of fishing that's a haul that's grind that's a, yeah as they say it that's staying at <laughs> grinding. it grinding <laughs> grind it out yeah and then uh yeah then i uh was trying to get a bigger group to go down and uh kind of everybody just kind of fell through the first part of january so i don't recall I getting an invite for that one <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get a huge group. I, I invited everybody. <laughs> Got one person. <laughs> Hello, darkness, uh, my old friend. <laughs> but yeah, me and uh, me and Brett ended up going down, and uh, we were not anticipating on it being as cold as it was. The weather said it was supposed to be a like high of twenties, upper twenties, and uh, it was only supposed to be twenty one. But I didn't take into effect that we when you drop four hundred foot into the valley. Uh, where the spring waters is, it goes to like freaking negative 12. So. <laughs> Sounds chilly. It wasn't negative was... 12. It was like 13 degrees. But Yeah, but that was still the coldest yeah. fishing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I mean, I was literally having to dip my rod every 10 seconds in the water to... to... Our islet, the islets, the islets, off. The islets mm-hmm. were freezing up. And then like I'd be, I'd catch... I'd hit a fish and I start reeling. My reel's going, and I'm like, yeah. "What's going on here?" You dip it in the water and it's perfectly fine. And I'm like, li- <laughs> "We're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you, stu- you are stupid. When you're watching the video, I'm actually fighting a smallmouth, and you can hear the ice squeaking or right. making the line just screeching." As I'm reeling, and you can see the ice chunks just flying off the islets. Yeah. Yeah, Brett had like a whole ice nugget on the end of his... <laughs> <laughs> An ice nugget? An ice nugget. You can, It's in the video. It's the size of a I nugget. <laughs> ice nuggets. <laughs> Not exactly Scott. my image when I hear the word nugget. Old Chicken Sky nugget. outfished me that day big time. Sorry, Brett. Oh, you're you're okay. I was just saying you outfished me that day, big time. Well, my so my fishing style and Brett's fishing style is two totally different things. So, uh, did I, you make the switch to the the fly side? I or? did, yeah. Okay. So I've made. Tell the, us about that. So I've been fly fishing now, so I'm going into my third year. So uh, I've got like a good two years under my belt. So yeah, I finally uh, my father in law. <laughs> My father-in-law bought this fly rod for my wife, <laughs> so it was just sitting in my basement. And one day, I'm like, "Hey, Julia, where's that fly rod at?" So I have confiscated it. Confiscated it, and uh, so yeah, that's what I'm beating the father-in-law on a rod and reel that he bought. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and that really chaps him. <laughs> <laughs> he's been flying for a like, over long. thirty years. I was gonna say yeah. he's been flying for a while now. Yeah, he's. I get, I've gotten lucky in the last 
year or so that I've beaten him by a couple fish, but he's still like during the slow time. That's when he catches me. Usually he'll catch back up in the slow time. So he'll just know where to that sight line of where he knows where to drift. And Mm. so, yeah, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole nother game changer from spinner reels to switching all the way over to fly rod. So I'm interested in hearing your evolution between just normal, like river fishing. Cause, and then when, (laughs) when we first introduced you, to the uh, the trout side, you were like, yeah, yeah, catch it now. <laughs> if it ain't no bass, I don't want to catch it. So <laughs> you guys so, invited me to go trout fishing, and they're like, yeah, you got to get a pole. And I'm like, I got a pole right here. <laughs> it's like a river ride. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like my bass rod's got 14 pound test on it, and you're like, yeah, you can't use that. I'm like, well, I ain't going trout fishing unless I can use my bass rod. <laughs> So, yeah, and then uh, Brett ended up buying me the ultralight for mm-hmm. my, one, of, one of my birthdays. I still have it, still fish, or my wife actually uses it now. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I I was not a fan. Even after I went the first time, I still wasn't a fan. I was like, yeah, that's something I can do, like, maybe once every year, and then I'll just go back to catfishing and yeah. bass fishing. Mm-hmm. And, what was so. the... Uh... Like the, ooh, this is it. Like, what kind of, do you remember that moment? The Pro- wow moment? Probably yeah. not until, even when I fish with a spinner rod going, so once I started dating my wife, they always went down to Bennett Springs every year, like did they, they did their year trip. And uh, even with a spinner rod, I still struggled to even catch like 12, 15 fish a day. Towards the end... Well, compared to, so I, I got the old man there. I only got 15 <clears throat> right? today. Now, just so anyone's, if anyone's familiar <laughs> with this, he's not obviously keeping 12 to 15 Correct. fish a day. These are being released Correct. as they're caught, so he's not going over his limit. Correct. And in December and into January, it is catch and release only. So we yes. go there yes. just for landing fish and letting them go. Yeah. Just want to so, preface that. Yeah. So uh, I... Uh, even even so back to what I was saying, even then when I was using the spinner rod, I still I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't like there wasn't like a like, oh, I'm like hooked, like solid hooked. Once I learned how to use the fly rod and it took me like it took me like a full year to finally like leave the spinner rod in my car, not even touch it, just use my fly rod only. Once I made that switch, it was like it was a game changer. So, because I've always heard, like, people said that you don't catch very many fish on a fly rod. You don't don't switch to a fly rod if you think you're going to catch more fish. But I freaking just slay it. <laughs> slay it. I think it, I think it's definitely <clears throat> situational. I mean, it I've is, seen yeah. really good fly fishermen mm-hmm. catch an enormous amount of fish. And then I've seen good fly fishermen go into different areas. Right. And they struggle when, you know, people with the spinning reel or spinning rod are, are catching them. I, like I said, it depends on where you're at, too. It does, yeah. Um, but with that being said, I know the time that um, I was with some other buddies at, at Bennett, they were catching fish left and right, and I was just watching. <laughs> they were flying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they were using a different method. They were they were using sinking line. So they were stripping. Yep, and they were just stripping, and they're using these little cracklebacks. Mm-hmm. And it literally just goes to the bottom of the, the the river, and they just strip the line out, and it just you know as it 
cruises back towards them, just hovers right over the top of the the, the bank of the river. <laughs> on the on the what am I trying to say here? The bottom of the river. There you go. And they were just tearing them up. And I'm over here with my rooster tail, just I'm risk getting tired because <laughs> I'm reeling five thousand times. I'm like, man, they got it figured out. And I don't. Hmm. So I definitely want to learn it more. I've caught a few fish on a fly rod, but I haven't had that moment like you're talking about where it's just, right. you know, fly or nothing. Yeah, I think I've used twice. I've used a fly rod. I enjoyed it. I just, you know me, though, like if I'm not if I'm not getting bites in the first couple of casts, right. I'm yeah. like, all right, let's go back to, <laughs> let's go back to power bait. Right. <laughs> it's not instant gratification. That's the, uh, that's the, running, that's the running joke with me and my father-in-law is, is I wait for a nice crowd of people like we'll be around the spring in Bennett and uh, there's people all around us and I'll first thing in the morning it's nice and dead quiet and I'll lean over I go hey what what kind of uh what kind of power bait do you soak all your flies in and it just goes dead silent he just looks at me he's like I'm gonna freaking kill you because these are in areas that you can't you have cannot, yeah. yeah it's fly only yeah. yeah so I always mess around and... <laughs> hey can you hand me that uh, glow ball that's been sitting in power bait all night. <laughs> Or I'll say, you got some of that peach, don't you? <laughs> you like the old booger sugar. Yeah. But we're so going to come up with that one of these patent days. Patent pending. Yeah, <clears throat> patent pending, the old booger sugar. It's going to be the best trout bait there is. So uh, your first year trying it, did it take a while to get success? It did, to yeah. To figure out the... Well, I had to get the setting the hook was the hardest part mm-hmm. for me. Because it's like a two-part, so you're setting the hook with the rod, and you're pulling line down at the same time. So it's like a two-part action of pulling up and pulling down at the same time. Once I got that figured out, like that was the hardest. <laughs> that was the hardest part for me. So the casting part, uh, roll casting, and even flying, uh, I roll cast like ninety percent of the time. But like that's just like. Could you explain what that is? It's just a. Uh, it's just a like a whip, a continuous roll that you can make with the fly rod yeah. instead of actually flying over top yeah. of your head versus if there's trees behind you and you don't have room to fly. And most people will roll because they can stop the pole right in line with their body and then throw it out in front of them. So it's just so like, like flipping it back over, right? Yeah, they're just like flipping it back over. Yeah, you bring it back to you and then you just throw the tip of the rod down to the water and then it will cause a roll in the line yeah. and then just roll your line out. So that's, I personally like that the best out of, I, I hardly don't even fly anymore. So actually actual fly fish. Like where it's that big it, giant yeah, whip right. that you see in the air. It seemed like Marble Man was doing that with a, with a spinner rod. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. He's just like, Marble Man. <laughs> Brett, you he's remember casting that? right over all of our lines and just pulling back and. Yeah, <laughs> that dude annoyed me so much. Cast over all, everybody. He's like, "Don't mind me." Yeah, he's real friendly, but really yeah. annoying. I'm pretty. I'm pretty yeah, sure. A, Go ahead, Brett. Sorry, I was gonna say it was a very fake, friendly. Like, hey, what's going on? While he's casting over everybody's line. We had one of them fellas come up to me and Brett the last time we were at uh, Merrimack Springs as he walked up. We, oh, jeez. We seen him the first time walking down. And he stopped me and asked me what I was using. And so I showed him what I was using. And then uh, he come walking back up. <laughs> the first thing he does when he sees you, you guys ain't going to believe it. And we're just, me and brother just like looking at each other. And we're like, uh, okay. He goes, 
man, I hooked, I hooked a four or five pounder down. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. oh man, that sucks for you. You're like, you're right. We don't believe you. We don't believe you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Wake, wake. Yeah. He, he kept, he kept finding us somehow. Like we somehow just kept running into each other. And I'm like, that's not an accident. He it, is. And then Brett, Brett took a little bit of time to listen to him for a minute, and I just slowly mandered on down <laughs> yes. the stream, and I looked back up, and Brett's like 80 yards back up the stream. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> well, I was like, yes, yeah, guy, you left me to deal with this knucklehead. I'm sure that guy's a, a nice guy. Have you met Brett? <laughs> I, had, I had fishes to catch. I'm sorry. If that guy listens, maybe he's just, maybe he's a you know, listener of the show or... A viewer of the channel. I don't know. Maybe he was just wanting to hang out with you. Long, long time listener, first time fisher. Do you know me? Yeah. <laughs> you won't believe it. Yeah. Four or five pounder. Could have been six. Could have been six. Ooh. So, I got, uh, got you on that one. So I know the, you're talking about, you know, like the evolution of you. <clears throat> Coming a fly fisherman, that you really enjoy it now. You went to the dark side. Um, yeah, I haven't went to the dark side. That's <laughs> you a, have the cute little fly they pouch have, on you. They have like the. I've got my uh, my Larry's lunker patch up there now on my. <laughs> you ain't caught a lunker. How you got a lunker patch? Technically, if you catch a two and a half pounder, if you go to Larry's at Bennett Springs, he gives you a lunker patch. Well, that's not a lunker. <laughs> that ain't a that's lunker. That's a false lunker. <laughs> As close to that. That's as like giving a, a losing team when you're six a trophy. <laughs> Long time listener, first time fisherman. <laughs> right. The most improved team aboard. Most improved. <laughs> Way to go. You almost got it. You almost got Here's it. A Here's a patch. I got it. Oh, man. I have a real patch. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Some of us have caught big fish. Yeah. <laughs> some of us. I earned it the, the right way or the true way. So, um, so I know you what you kind of used uh, for flies when you first started, and they were, you know, they were uh, working for you. But recently, you've decided to uh, make your own. Yeah, and so those seem to be uh, when I mean I went over to the dark side. Like I literally, I'm like sucked in the hole now. Yeah. So I uh, once I the last couple times we've been to Bennett, we've been to Merrimack, and uh, I've been on a mop fly kick and I just cannot, I can't even, I don't even switch. Cause I just, I can't stop catching. I keep catching fish on them. So I'm like, well, there's no point in me not using the same lure. So yeah, I may have made uh, mass quantities of some serious colors. <laughs> and so, uh, uh mop fly is like uh kind of replicates like a grub in the water. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Some of them got, I mean, you can do all, they, a lot of them do the green, and they'll have like the um, mop, the little piece of like a, I would just use like a mic microfiber cleaning cloth is what I hmm. cut all mine off of. So it's like, it's like nine bucks on Amazon. For yeah. a bunch of it, I'm guessing? For 320. Wow. I counted. That's how far in the hole I am. <laughs> that's how many you've made? 320? I haven't made no. 320, but that's but how many I have to make. Yeah. I have enough to make 320. So huh. now I don't have enough hooks. I was going to say, <laughs> or so with room. the hooks and everything, like how long does one fly take? To Less make? than two minutes. Oh, wow. With the hook and everything. Hook and everything. Less than two minutes. 
That's faster than I thought. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind there's, of flies you're doing too. Like, there's, now, when you start getting in, like if you're actual tying like actual flies, not just a mop fly mm-hmm. or mini jigs. Now, them other flies can they can run all up into five minutes, you know, or sometimes longer than that. Yeah, like the ones with the different feathers. Right, you feathers start getting into all that. That's like multiple layers. Mm-hmm. So, but a mop, there's really nothing. Mini jigs and mop flies is just thread and glue and whatever you put on the end. Mm-hmm. So they're really there's nothing to it really. So it's it's pretty quick. So I just keep changing thread color, and I've got I've got all different colors of the rainbow right now. Do you do you since you've already um, told everybody what works for you. Will you will you be willing to share your the color that works for you as well? Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's just like a cream colored mop, and then it's uh, brown brown thread, and either with a uh, it, it's got the white white lead on the front or or the black. Hmm. So, but brown is uh, brown's the color. Brown or black is the color. Brown or black. Do you think that differs depending on where, like what state park you're at? I, I have, I, so the last time we went to Bennett, we fished for three days. I caught over a hundred fish and we went to Merrimack twice so far and I've caught over 30 fish both times. So I, I don't know what it is about the brown, but. You'll have to test it at Montauk to see if it's, oh, a, I plan see if you on can it. get the hat trick. <clears throat> I plan on it. Cause, cause I know like when I went to Bennett, they, they said black and yellow is like the color. Right. And when I was using black and yellow, I caught the most fish. Okay. Yeah. Now black and yellow. When I went to Montauk. I caught a few fish, right. but I, it wasn't quite the same. Blue and gold, and then um, and pink and white are very you know. Very I used. Popular. I think I bought a, a pink and white one up at the the shop, and again, I didn't have great success, but. Yeah, that seemed to be a popular one. Yeah, I th- I think I mean it's weird that different fish come from different hatcheries. They're all fed the same. They're all raised right. the same. They get into different, you know, bodies of water, which is essentially all the same. Right. I think I think a lot a lot of it too has to do with hook placement. If you don't know where mm. to place your hook, then it, it's a game changer. So because if you're casting right out in front of you and you see a fish. And you start casting right out there towards the fish, well then you ain't done nothing but just scared him away. Right. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna hit nothing. Yeah. That's not coming to him. Right. So if you're casting fifteen, twenty yards, twenty feet up in front of him and then let it slowly drift down. So I've been the last couple of times I have fished, I've kind of been like mentally working on like placement of where like where it looks like there might be a fish underneath of a log or underneath of some brush. And instead of doing all my casting over there, I'll cast downstream and get all my line out and then flip it back up. And it's a one time in, you'll let it drift down. You'll just, you'll nail the fish. So I don't know if that's necessarily a fact, but I know it's definitely something well, to consider. Yeah, I think so. It's helped me. So I fished in the same hole as, um, someone that hasn't, you know, been a trout, trout fishing as much as I have. They won't catch a thing. I'll go up in there right. and I'll see kind of general area that they're fishing. But I look for a couple different things, and they are. I'll throw them there, and I'll catch fish. And right. I'm just like, really? Right. Because I'm looking for, like, these little pockets where, like, log two logs come together, and there's just a little hole right in between them. And if you can cast that perfect right in there, that's where that fish is laying. That's where he's hanging out. And it's all about placement. Right. They don't want to go too far to get it. Right. So if it's not right there, they're not going for it. And I think that's a big thing with trout fishing especially. 
you know, bass probably similar, but I think they're they're think a little you can get away with more. You, they're a little more aggressive, I think, in right. the fact that you know they're going to chase things a little more. Yep, and hit then maybe a little more territorial or something. Mm-hmm. But with trout, you have to be almost right on them. You be on your game, yeah. Because yeah. if you mess up, yeah, that's like, and even like so when I I caught a two and a half pounder down there, I uh, I threw in this area several times, but I didn't like. So I'm a. Um, when I start going out, like I'll start close to me and then continue to work my way out as I'm letting it drift. So I don't, I don't just keep drifting in the same spot. So every time it's a foot and a half further. So I finally made it a foot and a half, foot and a half, foot and a half. And I was like 50 yards out in front of me, my wife on the phone in the water when I one hand cast it up in there, roll cast it up in there. And then I hooked this fish, but had I cast it out right where I wanted to, I probably wouldn't even, he wouldn't even bid on nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think hook, hook placement plays a big, uh, mm-hmm. a big deal in, uh, in your arsenal. Yeah. Especially if you're spot fishing. I mean, it it goes both ways too. You don't have to only spot fish to do this and it to work, but. 90% yeah. of the time I do not spot fish. You're just I finding the areas that they should be. Finding areas, finding holes and like, you know, I mean, it's just. Most of it's common sense. If you see blue or water, it tends to get deeper in that area. Yeah. So look for shade, uh, low hanging yeah. trees, brush piles that are kind of uh, dammed up in an area. Those kinds of things. That's where that's where the fish are gonna be hanging out. If you want to catch smallmouth in the trout waters, I know a fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's all I really caught was uh, smallmouth. <laughs> you caught you caught a couple trout. That with that one two pounder. I caught yeah. uh, uh, two pounder. <laughs> hey, be willing. I'd be willing to. What did he say? Debate or I'd be willing to argue. Yes, that's this is bigger than that video show. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice fish. It, it was a nice fish. He was fat. <laughs> I just got a deep net, so he looks smaller than uh, <laughs> <laughs> that video. You're like, I'd be willing to. The, I said, uh, I I'd be, said, uh, I'd be willing to argue. I'd argue. I yeah. said, I'd argue. See, I'd I'm argue still arguing. Who are you arguing? I stand by my <laughs> insanity. <laughs> it's like that ain't no two pals. But yeah, now, it is. the spot that he, the spot that he was hitting these, and what you were using rooster tails, right, Brett? I had one that they triple really hook, like. right? What's that? <laughs> you were using the triple hook ones, right? <laughs> The oh, yeah. Yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, because you had old Single green hunt. jeans come check you, didn't you? Yeah, old, old high pockets come in hot. Yeah. He told me it was, uh, <laughs> first he told me it was illegal to use. I'm like, it's a tied single hook rooster tail. I showed him, ex- finally, when I showed him what I had, he, he's like, oh, okay. He heard rooster, that all, the only thing the, the man in green heard was rooster tail, and he automatically assumed it was a treble hook, and he had you. Yep. He had you. He's like, Ooh, yeah, I gotta write a yeah. ticket today. I, I, I said it's a single hook, <laughs> and I showed him what I was using. He finally was like, "Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But what, you you guys been catching me. a lot of fish today? Cut the small talk. I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you're trying to get me on something, yeah. and you ain't gonna. But anyway, I had this really cool orange spinner that I was hitting all those fish on. And as soon as I lost that spinner, the fish quit biting for me. 
So orange was the color for you. It was, wasn't it spotted too? It was, well, no, or I, was I, it... I used a spotted one later that looked like trout colors. It had like okay. green and pink with spots. Okay, yeah. That, that one did that's okay. I caught like the last few fish off of that, but most of mine were the orange and it had a, it had a silver, uh, what'd you call it? Spoon? Spoon. The old spoon. The old spoon. I call it a paddle, but that's incorrect, apparently. So the orange or had a very silver paddle and the water was kind of murky that day remember so it It, in the morning yeah it was it was really murky in the morning uh so like yeah so silver paddle reflected a lot more light i think also yeah because you you were on the board pretty quick right out the gate so when i had that i was actually keeping up with you to some degree i mean you're still catching more than me but i was at least keeping up and as soon as i lost that my fishing just like died <laughs> well and because we i set them up you know i i gave them a couple of mop plies and an indicator and oh uh gosh. but it was just so w- w- another thing with a fly rod is is if you're fishing with floating line then you can see your line it's neon green mm-hmm. so you can see all the slack that's in your line when you're using three pound ultra green that goes invisible in the water you don't see nothing yeah so you got a big old loop hanging out there, and you go to set the hook, and all you're doing is pulling a loop out of the water. Right. Pulling the slack out, and you can't feel anything. I'm used to feeling. Right. So the indicator will go down, and I'm like, oh, crap, and I'm trying to drill up the slack. I don't. That's what I'm trying to tell them. I'm like, if that indicator moves, and it's not dragging the water, it's a hit. Because there's yeah. fish that, I mean, it just the slightest little bump, and all they're doing is just bumping it. And when they turn, and you set, and then you hook. So I yeah, miss like... 50 fish he did miss, like he missed a lot of fish it was, was i'm, really just, frustrated. I'm was sitting like, over there watching his bobber and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying i'm like sitting there throwing my hook back trying to set the hook and i'm just pulling slack out of the water and i'm like and i tried to reel i was like there's nothing i can do right i was like screw it this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> and that was in the first 30 minutes yeah he had seven and a half more hours to go. <laughs> What I should have done was put my pole away and just film Scott the rest of the time. Yeah. Get more Our wings got warm. We still had fun, though. It yeah. was at, by that point, we had already gotten accustomed to the weather. <laughs> so it wasn't, a, uh, it wasn't a big deal by then. So it was the morning that was, I had to go back to the truck. Yeah. So Miles, my fingertips went, went to uh, Frosty's on me. <laughs> you got all Frosty's. I'm like, my hands Frosties. are warm. I, I wiggle my fingers in front of the camera. This guy has a, uh, Odd parts of his body that get cold. I mean, true. fingers are, are normal, but it just made me remember a, yeah. a story of we're switching gears here to hunting. But <laughs> we were uh, we were deer hunting together many years ago, and it was it was cold. It, it was, wasn't it wasn't like it was. I would say upper teens, low twenties, somewhere in that it's area. Probably in the twenties, somewhere and, in that area. You know, I'm I'm fairly cold, but I'm doing okay. And he's kind of just wiggling around a little bit, not shivering, but you can tell he's uncomfortable and. I'm thinking his, you know, his feet are freezing, his hands are freezing, something. He looks yeah. over, I was like, you all right, man? He looks over <laughs> to me, and he's like, man, I'm freezing my knees off. <laughs> and I just lost it in the woods. I mean, I'm laughing out loud so hard, There, there's no way a deer's coming at this he point. He said, who the heck's knees freeze? <laughs> I said, I've never heard I've anybody never freeze anybody their knees off. Man, I couldn't keep my knees from, like... My knees were shaking, and like I kept rubbing on my knees, you know. And I'm like, "Them bad boys is cold." 
I don't think I have feeling in my knees. <laughs> I guess I don't either because my knees don't get cold. I mean, they make hot hands. They make uh, foot warmers. They make body warmers. I've never hot seen knees. a hot knees. Hot knees. Hot knees. <laughs> get your hot knees. <laughs> mm, man. Well, and we were sitting on the ground. It didn't yeah. help me none either. Yeah. And I am a big fella. Yep. And it's uh, a little, and back then we didn't have any kind of nifty things back then. So we just sitting on the ground and, uh, it takes a little bit to get comfy on the ground. And then when you're freezing on top of that, and I'm sure we didn't have enough clothes on. So probably not. I probably did not. Yeah. And you're freezing was, your knees off out there. It's a, I was happy that I had camo that fit back then. <laughs> <laughs> Back that was before you. They didn't self camo that fit you. <laughs> yeah, not for tall people. Yeah. So yeah. kind of going back to fly real quick here. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, yeah. it's okay. No, we're just kind of rabbit trail. Yeah, that's all right. Now I've only noticed just from the research and just been around it that fly fishing is typically more of like a river setting, rushing river, colder water setting, and trout, salmon type style. Is that? Do you know, is that the reason why, is that fly fishing just centered around more towards that style of fishing or is it, could it be used and utilized in other, so you don't see very many fly fishers right. going to bass pro sh- or to bass uh, tournaments, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just right. curious, like I have never seen that application in other settings. I think it's the depth of the water. I mean, you can't, you can only get a fly rod so deep, okay. you know, um, you're going to Lake of the Ozarks or somewhere like that. Fly rod's only going to go down so far. I mean, you could probably catch crappie and stuff, but if you're going for bass that are hanging out lower, even crappie hanging out a little bit lower, that line's not going to get down far enough unless you have a really long leader and, you know, a bunch of line at the bottom. And then at that point, I think you're setting the hook. It's going to be very difficult. Right, and by that point, you'd have to have so much regular line on there, you'd just be casting it like a right. So with that, what's the what's the... It's going to be like whoever does it, you know, it's preference. But what's the alternative of just using a normal, you know, spinner versus a fly? You know, like what's the challenge, I think. Is it challenge? Yeah. Well, is that is that the only reason or is there is I mean, I mean you're a, catching fish, guys. So, I mean, right. that's obviously there's benefit to it. Yeah. But. And I, I mean, there's definitely more excitement when you hook when you hook fish on or when you land fish on a fly rod and vert. I mean. Same thing with a spinner rod. I mean, you still get, because, I mean, most of us are only running two or three pound test, you know, mm-hmm. so even though I've got my fly line and then, but I still got two or three pound test on my leader. So, I mean, it's still a challenge of not letting a two pounder break your line. So, yeah. I mean, and it's, it, to me, it's a little bit more challenging on a fly rod because so many different things have to be perfect. Be perfect. Yeah in order well, for that to happen. It seems like you're almost, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like with the spinning reel, obviously you have to set your drag right, but at that point the reel's doing the work for you. Right. Like you have to be careful on what you're doing, but as long as your drag's set right, right, that's doing the job for you. With fly rod, with fly you have rod, to do that yourself basically, right? With a fly rod, if you smoke a fish eight, eight, nine, ten feet in front of you and you got a pile of lines sitting there and you're going, uh, so then you got your line pinched on your rod on your rod so then you're over here trying to reel this in while trying not to let the fin it just depends on if you got barbed hooks if you got a barbed hook you got a little bit better of a chance instead of the barbless hooks because then if you don't keep tension on then he's just gonna spit it out 
So yeah, yeah, and then that's uh, I uh, the first time we went to Merrimack, I actually hooked probably around a four pounder. It was the biggest. Now that I know what a two and a half pounder looks like, this this fish was enormous, and I made a rookie mistake and did not reel my extra line in, and I was just hand dragging it, which is just letting the line slip through my hands. And uh, I popped him out from underneath of a stump, and he went to a bullet towards the other side. And my line, I couldn't let the line slip mm. fast enough in my fingers. And as soon as it happened, I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, so I'm... Do you s- typically ever have the line reeled prior to... to I usually the, have a... I usually a- have at least four or five foot out. Okay. Usually all the time, just because... I mean, typically you can usually tell pretty quick if it's a decent sized fish. So after that little incident happened to me, then on some pound and a half and some two pounders, I started like when I would set the hook, you can tell pretty quick if it's a decent sized fish. I would just go ahead and reel my line in, take my time then to reel my line in and then let my drag do the work. And it was just like, Uh I was like, ah, (laughs) stupid. You'll get one. You'll get a, a legit lunker one of these days yeah is if you're catching an average of 30 fish a day i mean it's just a numbers game at that point it's only there's got to be a big one in there you know right but then your placement has to be right mm-hmm. especially on them because they don't oh, yeah everything's got to be right right yeah so yep yeah but... can't can't make a mistake Mm-mm. you should know yeah yeah that one took a while and and almost made a mistake by letting the line get caught up in a stringer and it was a matter of seeing it, holding the rod just right, keeping the drag set just right, and then with one hand flipping the my line over the little clasp in the stringer so my line didn't snap. And that was all within, you know, just one quick mm-hmm. motion. And, yeah, if I didn't catch that at the corner of my eye, that would have snapped my line. Bye-bye, fish. The tension is high. Yeah. How long do you think that fish, that... That uh, fight lasted, Brett. Was it was it ten minutes or is it probably not quite ten minutes? It was long. It was probably one. It's definitely the longest trout battle I've ever witnessed. Yeah, it was. It took a minute. Yeah. But I mean, I remember the relief. Like when I that fish went right in my net, and I just bear hugged it, and we just charged out. That was like the most insane trout fishing moment. Yeah. Still to this day, I don't. I don't think I was relaxed until we were like a hundred feet out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Like well, even sure when he I... had a bear hugged, you know, it looked like a giant salmon just slapping him in the face. Get in the truck, get in the truck, get in the truck. <laughs> run, we're walking run. out of the water. I'm still just like, you know, completely tense. And then we get, even get out of the water, get the stringer on him, clip the line. I know at that point he's done, but I'm still just like in this mode of, I can't lose it. What if he somehow falls out, flips, <laughs> like grows legs? Yards. I don't know. Like this thing, you know, you just don't, I mean, at least me, I don't, you don't catch fish that like that all the time. There are some people that do. Yeah. I'd like to but talk to them on this allegedly. podcast. How long did you fish for that fish? How long did I fish for him? No, like over time. Oh, over, right. Yeah. That's I mean, what I mean. Like countless hours. I mean, right. years, years, 20 years probably. Right. Before I caught a fish of that, you know, magnitude. Hmm. And How big was he? Uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. And he's on my wall. 
He's down on your wall. Yeah, buddy. And he's a, he's a big old male, so he looks even bigger than he is just because he's got that giant hook jaw and everything. It's a, right, it's a beautiful deep. fish. I'll never but. forget Corey's face. We were fishing. He, he was standing right next to me before the buzzer, and he's like, I'm going to catch a four-plus-pound fish today. Before the buzzer, hey. I don't know why. Just The Lord told me I was going to catch one, I guess. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you know, because it's probably not the first time he's made such a claim, but <laughs> when he he looks at me, and his mouth is just wide open, and I just knew... I looked at his face. He had hooked on something big, and then I saw the fish in the water. I'm like, "Holy cow!" Sorry. Everybody, get out of the way. This yeah. is the real deal. Yeah, when he surfaced the first time, I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> and then he turned like you you talked about how that fish turned and just like a missile it back. bolted. Yeah, this thing did the same thing. <clears throat> went like out and then straight down. And at that exact time, I grabbed my my uh, drag. And just flipped it all the way over. I mean, probably in one rotation, eight clicks to the to the left. <laughs> yep. And my line just zzzz, and if, he, if yeah. I hadn't done that, it would snap my line then too. Right. And it was just a matter of adjusting my drag as it goes. Right. You know, at, at some point, I felt like he it was almost too loose. I didn't want him to spit it out. Right. And so I'd have to tighten it up, keep tension on it. And other times when he would get that that fight in him, I'd have to turn it's like it down a, DJ a little bit. Or yeah. I mean. I wasn't, I'm just going to do everything I could not to lose that fish. It was right. pure concentration. Yeah, every click had to be on point. Yep. Yep, to <laughs> land a fish like that, I feel. Tight enough, so. too tight, whatever it is. But Right. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's not easy. It, it, they're both an art form, I think. Um, I, I would argue that fly fishing is definitely more of an art than spinning graceful. But, yeah. Well. But during that fight, did any Danny Doofuses come over and like, oh, what's going on here? And try to insert themselves into <laughs> no, Well, a lot of everybody stopped. That was what was weird. Because at that point, I mean, this is probably three or four minutes into the fight that everyone realized that I had to have a good one on there. And everybody stopped fishing and they're just turning and watching me. And I didn't really didn't gather this. You I mean, didn't see, see no, you were tunnel vision. The only but, thing you saw was that line going in yeah, that water. But when I <laughs> And there was a guy that was fishing on the other side of the river, and he was, I'm pretty sure he had seen that fish in there, because right. he was fishing for that, you know, because once I got him out of the water, he just packed his stuff up and left. <laughs> yeah, like, think dang it. What a punk. Yeah. But everybody else was just like, wow, good fish. And yeah, it was, it was pretty wild, but. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool to see, uh, see people catch good sized fish. So, and I, the last time I went to Montauk, uh, I seen a guy catch probably a, a lunker, you know, maybe just a smidge over three pounds, but it was the same thing. Like everybody in the vicinity just pretty much just reeled up and just kind of stood, mm-hmm. stood there and watched him, yeah. you know? And so it's, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, that's a pretty cool experience to see all them different anglers yeah. from all different areas and stuff to just hold up and just watch somebody fish. So well, it shows, pretty cool. it shows yeah. they have respect too. Right. You know, yeah. it's like a gentleman's. Right, I was going to say. We need some more of that. Yeah. I know. That's a, yeah. like an unspoken it, thing. It's a code. Yeah. It's a code. Yeah. It's a good word. Because there's some people that you see that violate that kind of stuff. And I, I made a complaint in one of my videos where, like, there was a guy who set up fishing at the entrance of the river behind the lodge at Montauk. He just plopped right there, casting at the feet of people waiting. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how people get into the river. Like, I guess you don't have waiters, but 
I do that after the buzzer goes off, so that way I can run back to the truck if I get caught. <laughs> people always fish there, Brett. I mean, they're always it's casting just, over people, and it's the just same a at terrible spot. Bennett, no. Yeah, it's the I'm same like, come thing. Come on, man. Like, I know you have the right to this river, too, but, like, just go somewhere else. I don't know. Get waiters. Like, join the club. But there, there is an etiquette to trout fishing that I think... Um, yeah. Yeah, most adhere to. Most adhere to, and most have been brought up with that etiquette. I think it's a lot of what Brett and I call Louis that don't understand <laughs> that etiquette. These guys are uh, usually city folk, you know. Um, Louis Batons. <laughs> they're they're used to probably going to like conservation areas and fishing public lakes there. Where I mean, this etiquette's not the same. So they go down there; it's still public, but they just don't understand that there's just yeah. this, you know there's these unwritten rules as you say guidelines uh brittle stick the, uh, brittle stick some rules and regulations yep. up on the uh on the uh intro or something yeah he you. can probably <laughs> he can probably uh put something in on overlay on this podcast um brett's rules of trout fishing don't be a louie <laughs> yeah we had a whole set of these rules before i i kind of forgot about that but yeah the whole thing is that we we're gonna do like the, all these little different videos and what not to do and they were all gonna be don't be a louie <laughs> don't be a louie don't be a louie i remember talking about that that's a long time yeah. yeah so uh so that's trout fishing in a nutshell um <laughs> multiple ways to do it multiple places to do it in missouri all the other states, not all the other states, several other states also have similar things and programs set up. So if you're interested, um, Google that. You can also reach out to us and we can get you some links and information uh, to check them out as well. Uh, Brett might even be able to put something in the in the bio, in the comments below. So from fishing, uh, moving on to turkey season coming up. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> You all right there, fella? I'm okay. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. Sky and I have been talking about this quite a bit here lately, him more so than I. Uh, uh, oh, man, I, I got on the video kick. I watched, and I don't even know what made me. I was scrolling through YouTube, and, like, it popped up, like, of a turkey just running into some decoys and just get smoked in the face, and that's all it took. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I've been hooked. I don't even know how many countless of hours I've watched in the past month and a half of turkey hunting videos and it consumes me you're ready i am ready yeah itching so um yeah have you watched or rewatched the video you were in at all um on youtube which hunt uh the south missouri hunt i have not <laughs> i have not that one might make you angry yeah rather than excited I don't probably know. yeah um, yeah, nope, I have not. Uh, I haven't watched that one in a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. I found a little gem today um, that uh, Brett is planning to release coming up here soon. Um, it is an old, old video from like 2009. Okay. Footage is terrible. I'm the camera operator. I apologize. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> shaky, did but something died. There is something died. On okay, the then. And yeah. I did not realize <laughs> that Brett still had that footage from that long ago. Really? And that is, uh, that was pretty cool to see. So I think he's going to be releasing that coming up here soon. Um, Can you say what kind of an animal it is? It's a turkey. It's oh, a turkey. Yeah. It's a turkey. Yeah, it's a very quick clip. It's not very long. Um, it was a spot we used to hunt quite a bit. And, uh, 
man, we look, I mean, he looks like a child. I, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't on myself, so I can't, I can't, you know, say that, but he was very young looking then. And, uh, yeah, sure 2009, enough, right? 2009. And mm-hmm. I remember that morning pretty well. We didn't film apparently anything except for a little bit of <laughs> calling around and then, then the turkey was there, but, um, didn't hear a single peep that morning, which we both thought was weird because generally out there we would hear him everywhere. Didn't hear a single gobble, but we also hunted from a tree stand in the morning, which is because lack of knowledge on turkey hunting. Wasn't really taught anything about turkey hunting, so we didn't know. Um, we Trial and error, yeah. Get up in a tree stand and you have a better visual, right? Just like deer hunting. Well, we're up there calling nothing, nothing. When we decide to get in the, the ground, by, ground blind below the stand because it's more comfortable and we could eat our snacks without being, you know, spotted. <laughs> Gotta we start there, there is advantages to ground blinds, and I also think there is disadvantages to ground blinds because oh, you yeah. get too comfy. Yeah, so, fall asleep, fall asleep, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a ground blind. Yeah, I it depends on right. You know, I do both. I I'm kind of like you. I prefer like just running gun style most right. Of it. But in this situation, we're sitting in there, and we call a few times, nothing. Then he, we call again, and then sure enough, we hear him. You know, hammer just a couple bridges over uh, on this field, and sure enough, here he comes, big turkey too, pretty good size one. Comes bebopping yeah, in, and, and Brett took care of business, didn't you? Yeah, I th- that was uh, that was the first bird that I. He's not technically my first turkey, but he, he kind of is. Um, he's the first one that I shot and killed in one shot <laughs> Put it that way. That's a not plus. a group not a group effort <clears throat> well in the group effort yeah yeah, yeah and um, you you like barely got got him because it was brett's got the tippy, tippy, brett's tippy got a nickname head. around here yeah. <laughs> and uh he likes making the white paint fly off the turkey's head yeah very tippity top very tippity top he doesn't want any bbs in the breast meat <laughs> <laughs> but Scalp. he did he got him he was done but i don't even think he flopped and because of that though what have you also done brett since you like to scalp birds uh, oh miss you miss <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I did that in Houston the year after you missed. I uh, I shot at Tom and went right over his head. <laughs> the, yeah. year, the year after you missed, he yes, says. I said touche. <laughs> if nobody heard me, I said touche. You want to call at me least... out? I'm calling you out. <laughs> at least you I a bigger it. bird. At least I hit the tree. Yes, that's true. I have no excuse other than. I don't my, know. My methods failed me. That no, time. your your excuse that day was that you grabbed my gun, which is the same exact gun as yours, except the barrel's a tad shorter. And you blame well, you, you blame me because well, I grabbed my gun when you were asking for me to grab <laughs> hand you a gun. Well, I just reached back and grabbed the closest grabbed the gun because we both weren't prepared. Like right. we, were, we were just eating snacks. We were, we were caught off guard, <laughs> and there he was. So. Yeah, I noticed when I'm caught off guard, I I don't handle the pressure very well it's like it's hard know, it's, it's weird Tur- like, but if i see the bird coming and i i i go into my autopilot mode then i'm deadly but when i'm just thrown off guard i just i'm not i don't know it's weird i'm just i don't get in that autopilot zone it's, i shoot more like i do it at a target 
<laughs> it's turkeys. I'm telling you, that's what turkeys do to people. Yeah. They're, for, oh yeah. my gosh, they kill me. And I can't, I can't stop. So. Yeah. You're, you're hooked up on uh, trying to kill turkeys. I mean, for sure. Out of the group, I'd say you're the, you're the most diehard turkey hunter. But that I've also, that's all I did as a kid though. Mm-hmm. I started at seven versus I didn't get to deer hunt until I was 16 mm-hmm. and that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was public ground and all I saw was orange hats everywhere. And, uh, yeah, so we ain't even gonna go there, <laughs> but, uh, and then I really didn't get into deer hunting until I bought a bow off of you. Mm-hmm. So, and that yeah. was in I, 2010, 11, no, no, eight, 2008, 2008. Yeah. okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, I turkey hunted from that whole time in between that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have uh, I just stick with the turkeys. I enjoy deer hunting, but I'd give deer hunting up way before I'd give up turkeys. Mm-hmm. Way before it. Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. <sighs> I don't know. I like turkey hunting, but I could give it up. There's a different interaction, I think, for me yeah. with turkey hunting versus deer hunting. There is the calling portion of deer hunting. I do enjoy that. But you just, they don't gobble back at you. So I got... <laughs> <laughs> when they're When they're hammering, though, when they're gobbling, it's, it is like... It's fun. One of the coolest things. But for me, at least, the, the luck that I've had, either hear him or you don't. When you don't, I'm like... Like Ricky when he's you know not engaged in anything at a certain time, I'm yeah. like I'm done. I want to I want to eat something. See, and I, that's when I just sit. <laughs> Go get so, some coffee. It, but it's paid off though. If I I haven't heard him gobbling or I hear him in the next county gobbling, mm. and then it just you know like last year I hunted 14 days to kill this bird, and uh, almost every time I went out there, he was down down the ravine four five six hundred yards something like that and i heard him down there and i'm like oh this freaking bird and i i hunted hard i hunted in rain i hunted any chance i could get in the woods and i had it all up it was 14 days and i didn't kill him until like 10 30 it's the latest bird i've ever killed Mm -hmm. and uh, he did exactly what i thought he would do would come back up the ravine towards me uh, once all the other hens went and laid on their nest or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I almost died getting to them. I, I haven't ran that. I have still yet to run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> you so, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I just, I just, just got off the phone with my wife. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, cause my goal is I have to stay till at least 10. Yeah. So I stayed till I hit my 10 and then I called her and I'm like, yeah, I'll come home. She's like, yeah, I could use your help. You know, I, as soon as I hit the button. One gobbles like 150 yards down the ravine. I'm like, oh crap! So I call her back over. I'm like, give me 15 minutes. Click, <laughs> hung up the phone. And I just grabbed my gun. One call, no decoys, no nothing, and just took off running to the bottom of the hill. And it's like probably a hundred and hundred yard run, I'd say, down the hill. And it's down a hill. And I got to the bottom of that hill, and I literally thought I was gonna have a heart attack and die. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was breathing so heavy, and. uh yeah, I sat up and literally 15 minutes he was dead. He was at 25 yards at 15 minutes and like it was nuts. Yeah. He was 24 and a half pounds. That's a big one. That's a real nice one. And he going on my wall. 
What does that make? Three or four now? That'll be the third addition to third. the Broyles residence. <laughs> to the other turkey birds. <laughs> yeah, to the other two. Yeah. Have you got that so, mount back? I have not got it back yet, no. I Hopefully, I would assume I'm going to get it back sometime around the end of March, maybe into April. So. I was going to say, it's been a hot minute since you... Uh, almost to, well, getting close to a year. Getting yeah. close to a year, yeah. Yeah. So, but what yeah, I got a, I got a spiffy, uh, I'm making the box call for him to stand on. Nice. So he's in full strut, but his head is tilted slightly to the left and his fan is also tilted slightly to the left. That's going to be cool. So, yeah, I got to go pick up some cedar and because they, they were going to charge like 200 something dollars for this box call that they sit on, you know, I'm like. Yeah, I don't think so. I was like, I'll just go uh, make, make my own. That's awesome. So whenever you get it back and get it done, we will uh, try to post that so people can see it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, heck yeah. The last time I went turkey hunting was the shortest time I ever went turkey hunting, and Sky and I killed a bird opening day same morning. It was opening around day. the same time frame. Yeah, same yep. opening day. Yeah, that was like the only time I ever killed a bird opening day. Because that, yep. That was that in the, was that your first bird opening morning? Yeah. And then that yeah. it was my it was my second bird opening morning. I've only killed two turkeys on opening morning. Yeah. He, he killed the one. We and it, it was like literally minutes in oh, between each other. Because I was hunting that morning too. Right. And I'm like barely even daylight. My phone's like blowing up with these <laughs> videos. And I'm like, what is going on? And I look down, and I look, watch them, and then I just see both of them. You're not going to believe it. And then Brent's like, oh, yeah, you're not going to believe this. And I'm just seeing here and sitting here nothing. <laughs> that was such a bizarre morning because I don't expect stuff like that to happen because it rarely does. But I literally struck my call about twice, and the bird was just gobbling his head off. And I saw him come into my field right after that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to quit calling because I suck at calling. And I'm like, yeah, we, we need, we need to get, work on you with that a little bit. But I, mean, I guess I did a, a good enough job to get him in the field. But he saw my Tom or my Jake decoy with the hen. And he was like, hell no, this is this is my territory. And he come charging. <laughs> That's what he said. Not me. I'm quoting the turkey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> did you see my face oh. <laughs> oh no he did oh, no. <laughs> he's like crap <laughs> canceled canceled all youtube whoops okay anyhow right. i killed him pretty quickly and awesome. also another unique thing about that day is we both took over 40 yard shots at these birds Sky yep. and I both. Yeah, I was at like I was at like forty five yards, forty five, maybe. I don't think it was quite fifty, but it was a poke. Was it those TSS yeah. rounds, or were they the long bird, long beard? I just I usually just shoot the long beard, mm-hmm. and uh, they they're not that expensive. Not compared to the TSS. So uh, you just take a three and a half in there, and you just let her eat, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what both of us did. Yeah, yeah about knocked me out of my chair. Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be hanging on to that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I usually always get. I it never fails. I usually always like I'll have right where your cheekbone is. Mm-hmm. As soon as I shoot that, because I, I mean, my face barrels on that gun because I make sure that bead is, and I don't think about nothing. I just squeeze the trigger. So and I always get smoked in the face. 
So usually for a day or two after I shoot a turkey and my face is just like my cheekbones screaming mm-hmm. at me. Anytime we trap shoot, like a, if we're shooting a bunch of shells, I'll, I'll get that right. bruise on my cheek too. Some guns I have are worse than others. Right. That over and under, I think, kicks like a horse and yeah. man, it hurts. That's what my Mossberg was. It, and then you, then I up to a... That one would leave like... I bleed. Bleed. Like it'd make your shoulder bleed. It's so We'd go shoot. Yeah. Well, it in the butt there the padding on it wasn't very thick. Yeah. So and I just sucked at that point in time in my life, I just sucked it up, you know. <laughs> we go shoot a hundred round course and oh, I'd yeah. shoot a hundred rounds of that gun. Yeah. Look down at my arm, I'm like, Yeah, I might be bleeding a little bit. <laughs> Black and blue. Day, man. That was back in the day. Shot yeah. so much back in the day. Shot can't so spend much that I kind blew of money my... on shells. No, it's when they're like fourteen dollars a brick back right. yeah. But oh, I I remember you shot your, your plug out of your gun. <laughs> or you're not your plug. Uh, your my uh, choke. Choke. No, yeah, yeah, I blew that choke. I had to get a whole new barrel and everything. Because then after it happened, I didn't realize it happened, and I kept on shooting. So then I went to screw a choke back in there, and all the threads were it was gone. There was no threads. It was just perfectly smooth. Is how many times I shot that gun after the didn't even re, didn't even realize it. <laughs> you know, that was but, possible. Oops, I killed turkeys without a choke. Yeah, they just were really close. Yeah, <laughs> like seven yards. That's old school scatter gun right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Find two BBs in them. Yeah. It only takes one. Right. Was, uh, I'm going to get to take the plug out of the gun. Hopefully, if I get to go um, March 7th, coming up soon, I'm going to do that snow goose hunt. And no plugs in the gun. Hopefully, it'll light up a bunch of snow geese. Really, really hoping I it hope works you get out. into some. Hopefully, I get to go and hopefully we get into some because I'm, I'm really excited about that. Just hear that. <laughs> It's gonna be awesome. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. No, I it's won't. coming. I can't. I can't. It's just one more thing. There's, there's, there's like a couple hobbies that I got. I, I have no room for nothing. You got deer, turkeys, trout fishing, arrowhead hunting, and man, it and waterfowl, and negative ghost rider. <laughs> Nope. You can squeeze it in there, I think. <clears throat> four hobbies and four children. I'm out. <laughs> what are hobbies? Right? <laughs> I have. I shouldn't say that. Compromise. Nobody's listening. She's going to be like, what do you mean? It's compromise. You get to go hunting all the time. I just say, honey, <laughs> you just take as much time as you need. You go out and you have fun. And then that's all I say. Same here. And then she's going to be listening. And I'll be like. You don't mind if I go turkey hunting tomorrow, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you. She's going to be like, Ugh. I'm like, don't stab me when I sleep. Spire a dozen long stem red roses and <laughs> you'll be fine for a week. <laughs> you'll be fine for a week. It's going to be an expensive month. <laughs> well, with that, is there anything else you guys want to discuss before we uh, head on out of here? Um, I don't think so. Uh, Brett, if you want to let them know about our social media. Well, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, Barnhill Outdoors is the name of the channel. You can find us on every known podcast <laughs> deal ever. Right underneath um, Joe Rogan. Tripod. Yep. Right underneath Tri- Joe Tripod. Mm-hmm. Tri- tripod Broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I can't say like Sky 
And then uh, our Instagram is Barnhill underscore OD underscore podcast. And we no longer have a Twitch account or tweet Twitter. Yeah, but we do have Rumble. <laughs> Twitch again. Oh yeah, we have one video on Rumble. Someday I swear I'll live stream our hunt someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do have a video podcast up uh on YouTube now, first one, so go check that out. Let us know what you think. We'll uh contemplate doing more of those in the future. That was kind of a test one and thought turned out pretty good. Yeah. But wanna okay. know what you guys think. And uh Sky, if you wanna do your gurgly voice <laughs> My gurgly voice just to prove that I uh, am the uh, yeah. the voice villa. And I say, this is a tripod broadcast. There it is, boys and That's girls. That's it. Thanks for, there it is. thanks for listening. Sky, thanks for coming on with us again. We hope to have you more often. I think we're trying to up the ante a little bit on our content. So you are welcome in tea time. In tea time. In tea time. <laughs> in any <laughs> any time. Thank so, you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Jeez. <laughs> thanks <laughs> for coming that. on. Yeah. So we'll, with that, we'll uh, we'll end it there. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. See ya. Bye. <laughs>